as simple as just saying like, I am dedicated to being honest with myself, like that I have a practice of like being honest with myself. And I, I may not know what that means. I may not have all the answers, but like I live a lifestyle of being honest with myself then your intuition will be will have the space to get very loud. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of The Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and I have no idea what I'm doing, but no one really does. So let's talk about it. I am a published author, blogger, and podcast host, and my content explores the intersection of mental health and social media use. And who better to ask about that than the people who need to be online? Every Friday, I speak to influential content creators like authors, entrepreneurs, influencers, bloggers, actresses, coaches, podcasters, and I ask them how they manage a healthy relationship with social media. How do they balance showing up here and doing their work while maintaining a healthy mental state? The Perfect Podcast is a filter-free zone, so we get into all of it. We find out all about the parts of our guest lives that don't make it online. And by the end of it, it feels like you just made a new best friend. We have so much to learn from each other. And my goal for this show is to prove to you that you are not alone. Here's what happens when people stop using filters and start getting real. Let's do it. Hey everyone, welcome back and happy new year. Uh, This is the first time we're hearing from each other since we entered into 2021. Thank you for your patience. And I had a very nice and productive and exciting and eventful hiatus, I guess, in between season three and season four. Um, It's been one hell of a year so far, and we just started the second month. So (laughs) if that's any indication about how 2021 is going to go, buckle up. I'm so excited to bring season four into your ears and launch it, especially with today's guest because, ooh, such a good one. Um, As a lot of you know, I anticipated on launching last week, but I suddenly came down with a really bad cold, which not only knocked me on my ass, but freaked me the hell out because it was the first cold that I've had since all of this started and my baby had it also. And it was just terrifying. I didn't know if it was COVID and I I went and got us tested, but the results took a bit of time. And I didn't know if I was going to have to like tell people that I had been around. Um, it was, it was rough. So thank goodness everything's fine. And all of our tests came back negative, but, um, I'm still getting over the cold if you can hear, but we're on the other end of it. It was just a rocky week, so I didn't want to put any more unnecessary stress and pressure on myself to create this launch and make sure that it was as up to my standards. So I gave myself some grace, and I said I would do it the following week. So here we are. Um, today's guest is going to knock your socks off. Um, we are hearing from Nikki Novo. She is a spirit guide advocate. She's an author. She wrote a book called The Final Swipe about online dating and how to find your final swipe and the person you're going to end up with. She's a medium and an intuitive and a spiritual mentor. So she teaches other people how to harness their own gifts and use them. And she's also 
lives and grew up in my hometown in Kendall in Miami, which was really cool to talk to her about. So it felt like we were kind of already family. Um, but for anybody who is listening that all of this kind of sounds a little too woo-woo and like out there, I urge you to stick around and, you know, give it a shot. Just hear what she has to say because I am yeah. I mean, I, I say that because for me, I grew up with all of this stuff. Like this is all very um, commonplace for me to talk about like spirits and mediumship and, you know, feeling things and intuition. Like that's just stuff that I grew up with that my mom always talked about. My grandma always talked about. Um, so it was just very normal. But I did have a um, an inkling that maybe people listening, this might be the first time they're hearing about this. And they don't have a strong frame of reference. So I did ask Nikki to kind of, you know, give us some context and talk about it in practical, um, pragmatic layman's terms, which she did a really good job of doing. So yeah, there's a lot to learn in this episode. She talks about how she, you know, her whole backstory, how she got into this, how she discovered these gifts, how she strengthened them, um, how she uses them now. Um, and then at the very end, she was kind enough to do a mini reading on me so you guys can hear what a reading sounds like, what it entails, and kind of get a sneak peek of what's coming up for me, I guess. <laughs> um, so that's at the end of the episode, so stick around for that. And I'm sure once you hear her, you're going to want to start following her around. She does um, tarot readings every Monday on Instagram. And she just is a wealth of knowledge. She has so much to offer. And I really think that she offers this like grounded, um, down to earth voice for this kind of world that can be a little bit woo woo and silly and people don't really give it a lot of attention or a lot of merit. And there's so much value in it. And there's so much like real world application to it. And you don't have to be this like, you know, you know, gifted psychic medium to like do this type of work and to harness these gifts because they're within all of us and this type of intuition exists within all of us. And she offers a lot of really cool ways to practice it and strengthen it on your own, however you want. So yeah, those are my favorite takeaways <laughs> along with hearing how her and I grew up in the same place. And I thought that was the coolest thing. Um, so that's today's episode. We are back for season four. So we're going to have a brand new episode with a brand new guest every Friday after this. And um, you're going to love them all. We have actresses, we have comedians, we have authors, entrepreneurs, just people, who, women who have just like created really, really amazing lives and businesses and content and you know, when you see them online, you only get a fraction. So I love getting to share their stories here with you so you can get all the pieces. Um, if you want to stick around and follow, um, me some more, you can hang out with me on Instagram at my brand of happy. Uh, you can get to know me a little bit more there. And if you're new here and don't know who I am yet, probably should have mentioned that at the beginning. I'm your host, Lauren, and um, I'm an author and a podcast host, as you know. And I also have a book coming out, um, coming up in May. And you'll hear more about that in the episode when she does my reading, actually. But um, so if you stick around and hang out on Instagram with me, you'll, you'll learn more about the book and when it's coming out and when pre-orders are coming out and all of that. And we have our newsletter that comes out every Friday. So it's called The Perfect Newsletter, and I put it together with 
um, kind of like a roundup of good news stories from around the internet to kind of um, balance out all of the scary and weird and crazy things that we might hear and see in our news feeds. I like to compile some of the good stuff and some happy, positive insights and put that in a newsletter so we can all end our week off on a positive note. So a link to subscribe to my newsletter is down in the show notes, along with all of my um, social media handles and links. And you can also connect with Nikki, of course, down there. Um, I, you'll also see that I have a list of all of the different um, companies that I partner with. Um, if you ever see me talking about a brand or a product and I'm offering a code or I'm talking about it, please know that it's because I use it on the daily. I only share things that I truly use every single day and that have actually improved the quality of my life. <laughs> so you'll hear me talk about a lot of the same things all the time and it's because I really use them and I can't shut up about them. I really think they can can help you guys out. So um, so you'll see links to the CBD brand that I use, um, to the coffee alternative that I drink, to the meal kits that I use for dinner every single night for the past year and a half, all those types of things you can find in the show notes. And yeah, that's that's the perfect podcast. <laughs> we we don't we don't use filters over here. <laughs> we talk the real talk. We get to know the people uh, the side of people's lives that don't show up online. And it really offers this full bodied context for when we're consuming other people's lives and content on the internet. Um, we get this highlight reel, we get this fraction and we lose so much. And I want to be able to offer the whole picture. So that's what we do here at the perfect podcast. If you have any suggestions for guests that you'd like to hear from, please feel free to let me know. You can DM me on Instagram or email me at lauren at perfectpodcast.com. That's lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, at perfectpodcast.com, P-E-R-F-C-K-E-D, podcast. Um, and the last thing I always ask, and you're might get sick of hearing me say this, but I don't care because <laughs> this is how I have to do this thing, is I need your guys' help to spread the word. I'm a one-woman show over here. I do this entire thing by myself and I need help sharing it. That's kind of the one part of it that I can't do on my own. So if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy what I do over here, if you're into it and you know other people who would be too, please share it with them. You can share directly from your podcast app. You can send it to people in a text message, in an email. You can shout it out on social media. That always just makes my whole day. Um, anything that you can think of that can help me get the show in front of people who don't know about it yet would just be an enormous help. So that's it for me. I really truly appreciate you guys being here more than you'll ever know. And I love sharing these stories with you. So enjoy today's episode with Nikki Novo. I know you're going to gain so much from it and I'll talk to you next Friday. Bye. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to talk to you this morning. I know. I have a mic like over here. So okay. I'm just listening to you through my ears. If that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. My mic's over here. So you might not see my face all the time. Yeah. But what mic do you have? I'm up for like a new one. This is a Yeti. Oh, okay. I have a Yeti, but an older one, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I got it, I guess, like maybe a, six months ago, a year ago. I like it. I don't have, I mean, I'm in my closet. I don't have like a, a super yeah. legit yeah. thing going on here, but it works. I mean, I've been doing yeah, it for yeah, a yeah. year, so. Okay. Yeah, Lindsay 
had from almost 30 mm -hmm. she had like sent like because she really loves like I, I took a break from my podcast but she like loves it because mm -hmm. she used a lot when she was dating so she had sent me these other things but it's definitely like next level you know like I was just like using a yeti yeah <laughs> yeah I signed up for they had like a course where yeah. for podcasting yeah, podcast and like pro. part of it was like all the equipment and they have like a yeah. soundboard and like all these yeah. things and I was just like no, I'm fine. I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know if I need that thing. Yeah, I'm also like very much a one woman show over here. So I just yeah. need to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm thank so you. I'm excited to talk to you. Me too. I already feel like we're family because you live in Kendall, which is where I grew up. So I feel like oh, we're. Really? Where'd you family. grow up? Um, I, I mean, I can take this part out, but my parents still live in the house that I grew up in. So they're on. My parents too. Oh, really? Did you grow up in Kendall? Yeah. I did. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, that's so nice. So you're Never, still close to them. Yeah, I mean, it was not on purpose. When yeah. I moved from California, I moved to Brickell, and then I met my husband, and he was already living in this area, mm. and he owned a house, and that's how we ended up here. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I yeah. love it. I have such like a. Whenever I hear about people living in Kendall, I already feel like we're connected because it's such. <laughs> I always say it's like a small town in a big city. Like at least when totally. I grew up there. Now I feel like yeah. it's different, but. Yeah, it's much bigger. Where do you live now? I live in Cooper City, so it's up in That's Broward. Right. You had told me that, and you're in mm -hmm. Broward, so like, yeah. must be like a whole new world for you. Yeah, I mean, after um, I lived on Miami Beach for a little bit um, okay. before meeting my husband, and then from there, like, I was living on the beach, and then I moved over here into like the suburbs and settled oh, down. Nice. And stuff. So it was a bit jarring, but I love it. It's perfect. As it's well. a little quieter. Oh yeah. Do you feel like okay. yeah. When I go down to Kendall now, it's like super busy yeah I get really overwhelmed okay. <laughs> like I have yeah no we time. we feel that way a lot like we've been wanting to move but it's like little by little um mm -hmm. but I like you just get so like used to it being crazy in a yeah. way but I know my brother lives in Melbourne Florida which oh is yeah like we were just over there yeah and he lives on the water and like he has such a better lifestyle than we do you know like it's just yeah, we were down there in Kendall this past weekend because we went down to the Keys. So we stopped by my parents. We dropped off the dog. And then so my husband was driving around in Kendall. He's like, how do people live here? Like, why do people keep moving here? And I was like, you right. just get used to it. Like, it's just your normal. Like, it's yeah. not that hard when you're there. But from where we live, there's like no traffic ever. Like we get everywhere right. we want in like five minutes. So but yeah, they just get used yeah. to it. You do, you do, and I think, but all of Miami too, right? Like, you know, Gables, South yeah. Miami, we're all like this, and we just like are so used to it, you know? Yeah, but yeah I hear you. And every time we go to my brother's, I'm like, I think we're kind of like messing things up here. Yeah. <laughs> I think there might be a better way to live. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> okay, well, tell me. All righty. So, now that that's out of the way, um, I. I wanted you to like introduce yourself, but I wanted to like preface it because I feel I feel like a lot of people um, listening might not be like super well versed in all the like woo woo language. And mm -hmm. I happen to be because this is just stuff that I've been exploring and curious about since I was a kid. But for those listening who this is like the first time they're hearing about them, this stuff, I want them to like not be super you know overwhelmed so if you want to yeah. introduce yourself in like layman's terms what you do so the people listening can get a get a feel for it okay you want me to go for it now sure yeah okay um so hi i'm nikki novo and i'm just a regular 
Miami girl of Cuban parents. Um, I'm a mother and I have three children. And I used to be an editor. I was actually a fashion and beauty editor for many years. So I worked at places like Refinery29 and NBC and Condé Nast. And um, during that process, I had this like weird spiritual awakening that kind of came from being dumped by a guy that I was like super in love with and thought I was going to marry, which is like that, that guy you date like when you were like 25, you know, like 24, 25. And um, that really kind of pushed me down this path of like, wanting to meet psychics um, because I was like I just wanted to know if like my life was going to be okay so as I was going down that um, route I just like would go and like meet these psychics and they would you know basically like tell me all these things and some of it was like totally bullshit and some of it was like really interesting and um, once I started meeting these women I was like I wonder if I can do this like I wonder if like I wonder if like I don't need a middleman like I was wondering like can I like, are people born with this gift or can like any of us learn? Like, I just have the audacity to like ask that question. Mm. So I studied a little bit and then, um, and, and no, not thinking I was ever going to like do that for a living, um, which just fast forward, you guys, I am currently a full-time like spiritual mentor. I do readings. Um, I write books. But I'm just like a spiritually curious person who then teaches like what I have learned and what I have been able to to do. Um, so I do that uh, full time, you know, online. I, I have clients all over, like on the phone and all these kind of things. But it wasn't my intention by any means. I never thought I was going to be doing this work. Um, I just like studied and like got really interested in it. And then at some point, couldn't stop. <laughs> So to make it short, I am currently a full-time spiritual mentor, a spiritual teacher, but I also have the gift to be able to predict futures, read energy, um, you know, do healing, things like that. And I, that's, that's what I do. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I just want to dive in because I'm, I just love this stuff so much. I love learning about it. I love asking questions about it. So I guess like my first, the first question I want to know is like when you did start getting curious and like learning about it, um, like what did you do? Like where did you go? What, wh who were you learning from? And then when did you start, what did it feel like when you started like clicking and being like yeah. the gifts were coming and you were putting it all together? Like how did that revelation look like? Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess to back it up a little bit, I, I think a lot of times we hear about these like psychics and, you know, and these, and especially if you grew up in maybe a traditional household, my parents are Catholic, my, my, my whole family, they're doctors. I mean, very logical, intellectual people. Um, my mom was always that, you know, very Catholic kind of, you know, they're almost like, it's funny, like that Latin Catholic is really funny because they love like saints and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But like, you're not supposed to be witchy, but they're like praying to these saints, which I think yeah. is like always, like, it's just always this funny thing. So I mean, it's definitely like in my culture, you know, I had seen that, but I was very like, do not, you know, I was very much taught like that is bad. Mm -hmm. Anybody who tries to like predict anything for you or any sort of like weird healer, or even to the point of like energy healing or anything that was weird because my dad is my, my family, they're physicians. Yeah. So, um, I, but of course being like the rebel child that made me even more interested into mm -hmm. this stuff. So as a kid, 
I like just remember like moments. Like I remember going to like religion class and um, the religion teacher once was telling us how um, priests and nuns were like called into service. Like she was like, you know, when you're sleeping, um, these angels like will come to you and they'll tell you that you need to like work for the church. And I was like, I remember when I was in third grade, I had just moved from New Jersey because my parents after Cuba, like moved to New Jersey, we were born there. I had just moved from New Jersey to Miami. It was the first time in Catholic school because I was in public school mm. in New Jersey. And I remember being like, looking around the classroom and being like, does nobody else think that this is fucking nuts? This <laughs> <laughs> teacher is telling us that like this giant angel is going to like show up to your bed and like tell you. And I was like, and I remember it like just impacting me more than like the average, like I, I was in third grade, excuse me, the average third grader. I remember just being like, guys, like this is strange. And I remember being like, that sounds like a monster, like coming into my bed. But I really, what she said, like, I believed it. I was like, yes, I totally believe that there's these angels that like come. And then the other thing I took from that experience was that like, I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to come after me. Like I it actually created an anxiety in me. I was like, Jesus and God, they're going to call me to be a nun. And like, I want to have children. I want to have like a nice house. Like it was like this very like big moment for me as a third grader. Like I'll never forget it. And I remember being like, and for like about two weeks, I couldn't sleep. And I couldn't tell my parents like why I couldn't sleep. But I was like, I'm not going to sleep. These angels are going to come get me. And like, I'm going to have no choice. And it was just like really funny. Um, and I guess a part of me always knew that I guess I was like going to do this work. I just didn't want to do it in that traditional route. Mm. Um, so I thought that was like, it was like almost like my soul kind of knew at a very young age. So I had those experiences. I had a young, I had a, in high school, I had a friend pass away in a car accident and I could sense like his soul around me, but I just thought that because I grew up Catholic, like when we just, you know, we were taught to like pray a lot. I just thought I was like praying to like a soul. I didn't know that I was actually like connecting with the soul. So, but, so, but if I look back, there's like a few things that definitely, I was just like a curious, like, you know, a spiritually curious kid. And then when I had that experience that this boyfriend left me and, you know, I like, I always say that like, you know, in that moment, you're either going to like go to a therapist, do some drugs <laughs> or like see a psychic, you know? And I was like, well, I, you know, I guess I'll, I'll do the psychic route. So I went to like a bunch of psychics to see, cause I think, you know, a lot of my work is around, is around dating and um, I, breakups are like a very interesting thing because the mind basically like attaches itself to an outcome. And cause you know, the mind is like, Oh, I'm, I'm with this person. Like things are going well. And like, this is the path. Like I see this path with this person. And then this breakup is kind of like a trauma. And then the mind doesn't know where to go. Like the mind is like, wait, like what other, it has to build another bridge. So like my mind couldn't build another bridge to my future. Um, which is why I think like, you know, psychics and readings are important because my brain could not build another bridge. My brain had built a bridge with that boyfriend. And now that like that was gone, I was, I felt very lost, you know, and it was silly, but it, you know, I felt very lost. And so I thought I'll be psychics thinking that like, well, maybe I have like this fate and maybe they can just like read the fate to me, you know? Um, so that's like, that's basically like what I was trying to do. Um, and when I met them, I think the first sign is that, and I find that with my students today, the first sign was that when I met her, 
the, the first good psychic, because I, I went to like some really bad ones that like one of them told me I was like never going to be happy unless I was with my, that ex-boyfriend. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt like my life was over because I knew we weren't going to get back. He did not want to get back with me. So there was like nothing I could do. And um, so, but anyways, the day that I met like a really good, like I think it was like at my third try, um, I... I think the first sign that maybe there was something about me was that I had, again, that audacity to be like, I wonder if I could learn to do this. So I asked her a lot of questions and she was very kind to like give me like books and, and even just like refer writers and things like that, that apparently this is a thing that's like studied. And I think growing up, we're taught that these shamans or psychics or whatever um, are just born that way. And I think that that's in general. I think we see somebody who's like good at what they do mm. and we don't, we always think like, oh, they must have talent, you know? And I think one of the parts of becoming an adult and maturing is realizing that there's some sort of grit that brings that person to that expertise, you know, like it's not that they're just born that way, but you know, I think there's just something kind of superhuman about um, psychics and things like that. So I, I assumed, like, I think most of the time we assume that they were like that, but I started to ask those questions. She gave me some books to read and I started off with angels because, um, angels are in the Bible. I was very, I was raised very Catholic and it felt safe to me. Like I didn't even know that spirit guides existed. I didn't know, you know, my world was just starting to open up like beyond like Jesus and saints, you know? So I started studying angels and I, you know, had these weird uh, moments of like telling the angels, like, I don't want you to show up in my bed. Like, I don't want to see you. Like, I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to connect with you because the books kind of like teach you how to connect with them. Uh, it's kind of like studying like the, like the Ouija board or whatever when you're yeah. a kid. Like, that's kind of what I was doing. I would like go home to my like apartment and I would, you know, study these things while being a full-time like fashion and beauty editor during the day. And then at night had this weird like you know, which kind of uh, <laughs> wizard hobby like that nobody knew about. I always, with my roommate um, who lived with me, she was not into this stuff at all. And, but she knew I was into this stuff. And um, I used to always tell her, I'm like, listen, if anything ever happens to me, happens to me, if I'm in a car accident, I die or something, you go under my bed and you get all those books, and you burn them. <laughs> Like I was so in the closet. Oh I had like books about like Jesus and like, you know, just every religion. And I was just really studying. And, um, and I was just like, you burn that shit. Okay. <laughs> um, and that was always our agreement. So then um, that was like very like eye opening to me just to show me that there was this whole other world. But when it really kind of started kicking in was um, when I started. So at the time I had this job as um, it was this, um, this publication called daily candy and the job was like i basically had to find like under the radar like cool like restaurants and cool things that were happening and write about them so i took advantage of that and i was like well i wonder if they'll let me write about like healers or mm. things like that which was not um this was like 2000 this was like 2010 so it was not like mainstream the way it was and they would usually turn me down yeah. um but I um but every once in a while I would get an okay and I was in um during that process I found this woman who did this healing called theta healing it's just an energy healing and they let me interview her because it was kind of psychiatric like it was kind of linked to like therapy and um because it was like a lot of mindset stuff and uh I met her and what I thought was fascinating was like how 
you can spend, you know, sometimes like two years in therapy to like get down to like the nitty gritty. And she was able to like see things and help me with things in a matter of 30 minutes because she was using intuition. And that was very, just from a human kind of a person who's interested in like um, optimizing like the human experience, that was very fascinating to me because I was like, oh, this, this is such a time saver. <laughs> it's the way that I thought about it. I'm like, we all have our shit. We all have trauma. You know, we have all that have these things, but this woman seemed to like optimize that process for me. Like she sped it up for me by having that experience. So I wanted to learn what she just, again, because I wanted to self-optimize myself. So I studied, um, so she did like a certification and I started to study like her modality. It's not her modality, excuse me. She, she, it's also something she studied. It was invented by this other woman. And um, that's when I started to, in that, so whenever you study any of these like different modalities, what happens is that um, you, your consciousness starts like opening up and you become, you go through like a process of like, of ascension basically, and you become more sensitive um, and you start feeling more and like seeing more. It, I, I see it all the time. Like it, even if you, like whatever you study, even if you just do Reiki or yoga or any of these things, they basically like expand the consciousness and you don't know exactly how that's going to happen to you. Like everybody, when you study these things, like you have no idea like what's going to come of it. And for me, the theta healing, it wasn't that I became this like amazing theta healer. I don't even use it in my practice. But when I was um, studying this, all of a sudden spirit guides like started showing up for me. And that was like cool for me because I had been going to psychics who worked with spirit guides. And I was like, but I had never been able to like understand or contact the spirit guide. And then um, that, you know, like that was very interesting for me. And at some point I couldn't, um, I just couldn't stop it. I was, it was working. Um, I had like, um, people's like dead mothers like show up to me and things like that. And I was just like fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. And then at some point I was just really, you know, the, that blogging world exploded and I was just really interested in like self-help and self-development. And I just like, I didn't have any interest about writing about like a $500 handbag anymore. So I had to, at some point, switch over, um, and it looked nuts, and my parents still don't understand <laughs> what I do, um, and my husband often gets embarrassed of what I do, but I, you know, I just, I, I just, I don't know, it's my life, and I couldn't, I, I just, I couldn't not be who I was, and so it's in that process. Oh my God, that makes a, a ton of sense. And I'm so glad you shared that because it really pieces it together. It's not just like, you know, you were gifted and, you know, you just went right. with it. There was all this extra story to it. And I think that's really important to know. Um, I would love for you to speak more on spirit guides. I want to understand more what they are, you know, how they manifest, like how people talk to them, like all the whole gamut. I really want to oh, understand sure. them better. So, so yeah, let's, what are spirit guides? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of different angles that we can come at it. So like, if you do get a reading with somebody, they're typically using like something, um, like they're typically like channeling like, like a, either, you know, they're a medium and they're channeling like a past loved one. Um, or they are connecting with like an angel. There's people that do like angel readings. 
And then there are people that are connecting to these guides, which are beings, um, these spirit guides. We all have them. And sometimes like you may have had a moment in your life that you were like, man, I should have died in that moment, or I should have gotten arrested in that moment or something like something really stupid that we did. And you, you just feel like kind of like a divine intervention came in. Some people will be like, oh, it was my guardian angel, um, which is true. We do have like angels that protect. Angels are like more protectors, basically. And then the guides are basically like spiritual coaches that are assigned to us to make sure that we progress in like our spiritual evolvement, basically. So, you know, we all come to this lifetime for different purposes, but, you know, uh, in a very general sense, we come to evolve, you know, like we come to the, so if you want to go really big, so God, you know, which is, you know, like the, the, the highest consciousness, like, you know, love, all that kind of stuff. God is always evolving. We are all little pieces of God. Mm-hmm. So as we evolve, like God evolves. Mm-hmm. So um, in order for it to keep expanding, uh, our souls have to keep expanding. So we come into earth, and we are trying to expand, you know, and, and evolve. And some of us come just to like help the expansion, mm. but in general, like each of our souls is like just trying to optimize and like expand bigger, better, stronger, faster, but not in the way, not in the human way, not in mm. the more money, more stronger, more skinnier. It's not, it's more in a, you know, kind of in a spiritual way. So we have these spirit guides that that under that you know we we have these agree we have these like contracts where like okay I, you know the, the the soul is like i'm going to come to to earth this time and i'm going to work on you know forgiveness i'm going to work on um self-empowerment whatever like these are the things i'm going to do this lifetime i'm going to do it this way by meeting these kind of people by you know having this kind of parents and this is my contract. This is what I'm going to do. And the spirit guide's like, okay, cool. Like we are going to be with you to make sure that you stay on path mm-hmm. because we have a contract or a path, or you can call it destiny or fate. We have like different words for it. And just because we have that path does not mean we can't get off it. So we have been gifted with free will, which, you know, most religions use that word. And free will means that I can use my power of choice to do whatever the hell I want. I don't have to stay on my path. But like most of us have had experiences that were like, I feel like maybe I'm not on path. Like I can feel like I'm making these choices that don't feel true to me. And as humans, we're like always trying to find a way back to that contract, to that path, which is different for everybody. Mm. So the spirit guides basically work with us most of us do not know that they're there, right? Most of us do not feel them. We don't even know what's happening. And we may describe it as different things, you know, depending on our religious background or whatever we grew up with. But the guide is tr- constantly trying to like point us in the direction of the path. A lot of times we can totally just be like, you know, fuck you. Like, you know, um, I'm not going to listen to you. But we have a lot of divine guidance with us always because it is in the best interest of all souls that we evolve. So these guides are assigned to us and we'll have like several of them. You'll have like one guide who oversees like your whole lifetime and who's probably like been working with you for many lifetimes. And then you have like expert guides, like people even have like business guides. Um, people will have like mother guide, you know, like guides when they're becoming mothers. So we have a lot of support and you connect with them 
um, they can, you know, they can start to help you along the path and things that you're like a little confused about. They're not like, they're definitely more evolved than we are because to, there's like a hierarchy. So like in order to become a guide, you have to have a certain amount of ascension mm. basically. Um, like if you're a spirit guide, you're not coming back into life and you're not, you're not coming, you're not reincarnating anymore. Mm. So they definitely have more knowledge than we do, but you know, it like soul, the, the spirit world and the soul world, like it's not really about like, oh, she's smarter. She's been around longer. Like we really do have this free will, but they're there to like help us. And they're not mad at us when we do things wrong or anything like that. They're not better than us, but they can support us. And there is, it just makes um, like that question of like, am I on the right path and all that kind of stuff? It just makes it a lot easier when you can connect with a, with a guy. Mm. And how do you connect with them? No, I, I'm, this is like soul food. I'm loving every single second of it. Um, but how do you connect with a soul, uh, spirit guide? So like, what yeah. does that work look like? Like, I'm sure it's not just like you sit down once and it happens, but just in general, yeah. what are you supposed to do to connect with them? Yeah, it's a good question. I teach, I, I teach this a lot because, um, I just think that like, we do, again, we don't need a middleman. We don't need like a psychic or anything like that. We can like learn to do a lot of this stuff on our own. So there's different practices, but that's the simplest practice is you go into meditation. Like you just like, you're closing your eyes, you, you know, and you do like a visualization. Um, you visualize yourself in a place of nature. So you just like kind of close your eyes, you see yourself, you know, under a tree or like by the lake you grew up or whatever, you know, whatever is your happy place. Um, you sit there and the guide will like come to meet with you. It like some people are not visual. So um, we all have different, there's different types of intuitive. Um, they're, they're called the clairs basically. Like there's different types of intuitive um, senses. One of the, one of the main ones is the sense the being able to see from your third eye which is basically kind of like when we're dreaming all the dreams that we see like we're, we're seeing from that place so guided meditations i always say is like made for people that can see kind of like the, how the world is made for like right-handed people mm -hmm. um but not everybody can see so when you go into meditation uh, you can develop the sense of seeing i didn't i didn't see um in the beginning i only like heard mm -hmm. um and sensed Sense is definitely the biggest one. Like we feel a lot. Um, so you go into meditation, you try, you, you know, you bring yourself that visual and the guide like little by little will come and you'll, you'll start, you know, it takes an amount of focus, but if you're not able to see, you can also just like sit and feel what you're feeling. You may be like, I feel an energy or, or I, I see a color or something. I do recommend that you have like a notebook with you so that you can, um, cause sometimes what's happening is that like you're receiving all this information and it's kind of, you know, it's like going here to your head, to your brain, all that kind of stuff. But if it stays there, it gets really confusing. So like give yourself a notebook so you can like move that information that's coming through to you and put it on paper because if not, it's like kind of hard to translate it in your head, almost the process of receiving the information and putting it on the paper, like translates the information. So, um, you know, that's one way. And, it's like any relationship. It takes time to get to understand the person, like the guide's way of communicating with you and all that kind of stuff. So you have to, again, have like a desire to sit and, you know, spend like, you know, five, 10 minutes a day until it gets really easy with you. And some, you know, some of us are 
going to be more open to it than others. What, what stops you from being connecting from connecting is your brain. So, because we have a, a chakra here called the crown chakra, it's an energy center. And that's where all like our intuition, our, you know, our inspiration comes through. And the only thing that like, kind of blocks us from that is like whatever conditioning we have in our mind. So if I grew up like, you know, doing this work is really bad, it's going to be a little harder for me because my brain is so like dense. Mm. Like, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. A little harder for me to connect. So we have to like go through the process of lightening the brain to be able to connect. And then some people don't have those hangups and can connect easier because the brain is, you know, a little softer, basically is the way that, that I can explain it. Oh man. Alrighty. So this segues really well into my next question, which was about, so when I first was introduced to you, it was at the almost 30 event in Miami. So, um, they, there you spoke about, um, the idea of senses and how we feel intuition and like get these downloads and use our different senses. And I had never considered that before, but it really got me thinking about, and like when I started getting those intuitive downloads afterwards, I was paying attention to like, was I hearing it? Was I smelling it? Like all of that. And I would love for you to talk more on that. Like what does hearing intuition look like, feel like, feel like. and, um, and like, how do people recognize that intuitive download, like coming into them? Like, because we all feel it, and, and like it's like in general, everyone knows that like sensation of like the nudge of going in one direction, like knowing something feels really right or knowing something feels really wrong. Um, and in that same respect, I'm wondering if you have anything to say about creating a distinction between feeling intuition versus like feeling fear, because I feel mm -hmm. like when it comes up for me, it's similar. So. Mm -hmm like how do you create the distinction and, and know how to trust the intuition over the fear? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I get that question a lot. And Lauren, did you discover kind of what your, your senses have you yeah. noticed? Yeah. So I, I mean, I definitely see, but I don't like see, I don't know. I don't think it's seeing, I guess I, I see a lot in my head. Like I see things. Like yeah. That's the third, all, that's the third eye. Yeah. I that's see the, all of that. It's not super, I, maybe I just need to like practice it. Maybe need like glasses because I feel like it's not super clear, but I see things there when I close my eyes, but it's definitely that, that and like feeling. I feel like I hearing hear stuff out. too, but I, I again, say you like feel. I need hearing aids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to like yeah. practice those senses more, but I also, I don't know if this is intuition or not, or more just like a nostalgic connection, but like when you smell things and like, like for example, I have like all of my grandmother's like purses next to me that I've like kept and I was like do going through something one day and I was like having some sort of day and her purse fell out and I grabbed it and it was it had like one of her old handkerchiefs in it and I like smelled it and it was just like like an yeah. instant hit and I was I just so. like whoo and that was yeah. and that was after I had heard you talk about the fact that like these senses play into it so it, that was one yeah. of the connections for me. Yeah. Um, so really quickly, the senses, right? Mm -hmm. So we have um, there. Um, I don't remember always all the names. So there's like clairaudience, which is the the ability to hear. Mm -hmm. um, there's claircognizance, which is the ability to like just know. So a lot of us have the just know, which mm -hmm. which if you have the just know, you're probably like the person that your friends tell you like, oh, you're such a know it all or whatever. <laughs> 
And it's kind of like annoying because I remember I had this, that boyfriend that broke up with me. He would always be like, you just think you know everything about people. But I'm like, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. So it's really confusing when you have that one because, um, because like people might not like you because of that kind of, <laughs> like that kind of knowing. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people listening are going like, to resonate with that. Um, so there's Claire Cognizant. There is... Um, why am I forgetting the names? So there is um, the again the one that's able to see, um, which is it's okay. Well, anyways, then there's um, hear, and then there's um, smell, um, there's feel, and there's actually taste. Mm. Um, so what that means, so for instance, fee, uh, taste and smell, which are the the very uncommon ones. But it's kind of the concept that, you know, you, like you said, like you're just, you're, maybe you're walking, um, you're walking your dog and all of a sudden you smell like my, this happened to me once that I smelled my grandfather's cigar and there was no cigars anywhere I was. He, he was a Cuban cigar smoking mm-hmm. old man. And um, I just knew he was like with me, but there was no, he wasn't anywhere around. Um, and, and all of a sudden, just like you, like you explained that smell, like brought me to this place. Like it just kind of like, you know, maybe even if it's just for a second, but it like brought you somewhere. Um, taste is kind of the same thing that, um, I've never experienced a sense of taste. So, um, I can't like say from like my own personal experience, but it's the same idea that like you taste and then it like takes you somewhere. Um, the, uh, clear, um, why am I forgetting this one? But anyways, the, the ability to see mm-hmm. is you know, some people can see light, some people can see auras. It's the idea that I close my eyes, I go into meditation and I can see this whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us, ha- most, we all have it, but we turn it off because that's the place for imagination. And sometimes, you know, people growing up tell us like, oh, don't daydream, like don't dream, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we turn that one off. Um, and then um, the clairsentient, which is the one that you're feeling, which a lot, like most of us have, especially like this, our like a sensitive people, we can feel things. So it's like you walk into an elevator and you may not know the person who's next to you, but you can just feel like they're having a bad day or something, which can be very distracting for, for, for those of us who are sensitive, but um, that's, the, you know, that's the process. So you can kind of, knowing that, you can either decide that you're gonna like really develop what you already, what's already like kind of natural to you or you may want to develop something else. So like I was being able to hear and hear was like the best example. I can give you like a raw kind of example. I had just started kind of waking up to this stuff. Um, I went out with a girlfriend of mine for the first time. We had just met at work. So we were, we were new friends and I was sitting down with her and you know, whatever, just getting to know her at dinner, I get up to go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom and all of a sudden, like I hear, like I just, it didn't sound like my voice, like the voice that's in my head, which is probably a little fast and a little crazy, right? Um, I heard more just kind of like, it didn't really have a sound, you know, but I could hear like the talking of it. And it was something that said something like, take care of my daughter. And I was like, holy shit, like I drank too much wine tonight or something. <laughs> and I leave the bathroom stall. I go sit down with my girlfriend, my new girlfriend. And she's like, um, starts telling me the story about how she lost her mom to cancer when she was like 22. And my friend was like, at the time, like 25. So basically like, her mom, and then her mom were one of like, was one of, <laughs> she's with me now. She was one of like the first, um, 
past loved ones experienced that was like, she, she taught me a lot because she was super like, just would walk through the door all the time, had no boundaries, was really <laughs> concerned, with me, like trying to help her daughter. Um, and, um, you know, this friend of this friend became a very good friend. She was one of the bridesmaids at my wedding. She was with my roommate for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was this sense of like, I could hear the sentence and hearing and knowing kind of seemed similar, but the way that I would describe the difference is that hearing is like, you can actually like almost hear the phrase, like the whole sentence, it takes a little bit longer and knowing is more just like, it was a little bit more instant. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like the difference between like an email and a text message, like it was just a little bit more instant, um, a little bit more intrusive sometimes, the sense of knowing, but like, it's like you're somewhere and you're like, something's going to happen. You know, like you didn't hear like something's going to happen. Like you kind of just like walked into your room. You're like, you know, something's wrong here or something. So that's the, that's the difference. It's a little bit more of like an instant download where we're sound. I, I, I am, so I have a very strong sense of hearing also like one way to also know what your, your sense is, is that you're probably sensitive to that thing in real life. So I'm very sensitive to sound. Like my poor husband, I'm always asking him to put the TV lower because it just really, I, like really affects me. Um, I am a visual learner. Like show me how to do something and I'll know how to do it. But that also just shows what my, what my intuitive sense is. Um, so you may also like just, you can kind of look at it that way. So then you have two choices. You can either like go with the one that you're already like good at but you can also develop other ones. Like I said, I couldn't see in the beginning, but I, I wanted to see because like I said, the kind of the, the world of like shamans and the world of like intuitive, like seeing is like, it's made for seeing. So I was like, I want to be able to see, you know, at some point when I wasn't afraid anymore, cause I was afraid to see for a very long time, you know? Yeah. So I like, so anyways, I studied that. So that was very helpful because then um, I knew like what I could use. Now going, now, going to the question of like, you know, your own intuition versus fear, that to me takes a little bit more of like self-hacking um, almost. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure everybody has heard this and most of us don't like meditation, but meditation kind of teaches you who you really are. And what is your anxiety? And I feel like without knowing our anxiety, like without knowing that like scared voice within us and our, the own pattern of that, you know, like that my anxiety comes out during this time and it acts like this and it makes me do this without knowing that little like monster and being friends with that little monster. Um, intuition is hard because um, fear and intuition can often feel like the same thing, you know? So we do have to get to know ourselves in meditation. Um, I, I feel like, because basically like you sit in meditation and you start to realize like your crazy self, you know, or you, or even like through journaling, just so that you can start to understand like your own patterns and that pattern will like show you like the, the big difference. So that's one of the things. Also, I'm a big, like, um, advocate for like tracking your intuition so kind of just being like okay the time I felt like this and I made a left turn when I should have made a right turn like what did it feel like so kind of just tracking like the times that you got it wrong and the times that you got it you know right 
Um, so kind of being able to track yourself. One of the reasons why we get intuition wrong is because we don't trust ourselves. So we have to also like have, so like we have to start having a practice of being like, I got this, I got myself, I got my own back. I love you. I trust you, all that kind of stuff. Because if not, um, what we're going to do is like, um, the, the intuition and fear kind of line gets very blurred because we're not committed to having our own back and we're not committed to like our own truth. Mm -hmm. So like until you're like very committed to your own truth, it's hard to see that line. So um, I have that with a lot of clients, like I have to basically move them and shift them into a place where they're ready to like be honest with yourself, with themselves. As simple as just saying like, I am dedicated to being honest with myself, like that I have a practice of like being honest with myself. And I, I may not know what that means. I may not have all the answers, but like I live a lifestyle of being honest with myself then your intuition will be will have the space to get very loud but if you are living a life of denial of you know and we all do it right like my husband um is in recovery like he um you know i don't know the exact terms but he was an addict Mm -hmm. and for a long time i was in denial i didn't i did not want to see that i didn't want to see it so i chose to not have like an honest life so I wasn't in the line everything seemed so blurred I was like well maybe this is this and maybe this is that but when I started to decide through my own spiritual practice that like I was like just had nothing to do with him had nothing to do with what I thought was going on but I I remember the time when I was like okay I'm gonna have this practice of like being honest with myself I had no choice I was I was you know doing so many clients I had to be in integrity and all that kind of stuff And as I got very honest with myself, that's when your veils start to leave. And then all of a sudden things are more black and white. Mm. So, um, but we're not always ready for that. And, um, and we can still be very much like honest about ourselves in one area and not in the other. And that's okay. And that's very human. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things in my life that are happening right now that I'm still missing, you know, but um, once we really get de- we get brave enough and strong enough to be able to live like a, a, a self honest life, then those lines get much more clear. So I would say that we have to start from there. Ooh, that's really good advice. Um, I'm wondering if you'd like to offer um, like a tip for anybody who's like hearing all of this now and is suddenly like really curious and wanting to start exploring it. Um, like what's like a easy first step for somebody who's starting to get curious about this? Is there like some book? Is it like a certain type of meditation? Um, any, any type of like first step for somebody listening who's like, wow, all of this makes sense and it's resonating and this has happened to me and I want to, I want to have the audacity to learn more. Um, I'm wondering if we can give them anything. Yeah. Um, well, I think you're cool if you're like, think, if you're thinking that way. Um, and I love when people like start to come out of like the spiritual closet. So welcome, welcome. Um, <laughs> may I, may I, I'm excited to wel- welcome you. Um, a few things. I, so I teach those processes. We have like one community called Soul Seeker 
And it's really just for the spiritually newbie, you know, like just kind of just starting out. We teach very basic like meditations. We also have a community for people who are normal people, have regular like day jobs and things like that, but just curious. And um, the program teaches like meditations and uh, intuition, all that kind of stuff. So that is, um, you know, and it's $90. It's a very like simple program and I guide you through that process. So I'd love for you to join Soul Seeker. That's on my website. Um, the other thing, one of the books, there's a few books that were like very um, instrumental for me. And I love the book. If you're specifically interested in spirit guides, I love um, Michael Newton's work. He has, he's an older, he passed, well, he passed away. Um, he's no longer with us, but he wrote a book called Journey of Souls. And then he has a second book to that called Destiny of Souls and explains the process of like, what happens after we die? He's a doctor and he stumbled upon this thing, um, this practice. And he started like seeing people. Um, he was regressing. He was doing like regressions for like trauma basically. And by accident, he was like regressing people to in between lives. So like what happens after you die and where do you go? You know, and he has all this study on it and it's, it's fascinating. It's like kind of like a magical book and he's so like serious. So it's kind of like a funny read. Um, and he, because he's talking about like what happens when we die, spirit guides just end up showing up because it's part of the process. So that's a great read, Michael Newton's work. I also, if you're interested in like your soul's path and the soul's journey, I love, um, sacred contracts by, I always see her name wrong, but it's Caroline Miss. Um, and she, she writes about it it's a bigger, it's a kind of a bigger book and maybe not like a super fun read, but at least the first half of the book kind of explains the idea of like our paths and our contracts and like how we set them up and, and all that kind of stuff. And what's cool is that a lot of her work kind of crosses over to Michael Newton's work and other people's work as well. So it's nice to see that there's like, you know, these people don't know each other. They're not studying each other's work and there's a lot of crossover. So it kind of gives you a little bit more like validation. Awesome. I'm going to link all of that because I'm going to look it up now because I obviously yeah. want to start reading them. Um, thank you so much for that. I know that's going to help a lot of people. And um, I don't want to put you on the spot. I, I asked you this in the email. I don't know if you saw it, but if you're willing to do like, I don't know if there's like a quick reading that you can do for people to hear what that sounds like. Um, I know some readings are, I've done readings in my life and they've been like an hour long two hours long like they can take a long time but yeah. um if you have any that are like just a quick one to give an example for people to hear one in real time and if not we can just head off but I was wondering yeah if you'd be up for that um well I'll explain a little something and then you can in the meantime come up with a question and we'll and we'll show you how it works okay so we do um you're like I got a lot <laughs> um so we yeah so like my readings take an hour um, I actually have a method that I developed where um, it's called a clarity reading and um, it's developed to receive clarity basically. Um, and I do it by, I'm reading like your energy and doing a few other things. Um, my, you know, prices are definitely more of an investment and they're, uh, I, I get booked up, but I, I have taught, I've trained a lot of people to do clarity readings. So we have girls that read under me and they're much more affordable and you can get a really good read. So that is like the clarity reading. We also do um, every month, every other Monday, I do group group readings. So that's like you have one question. I think it's it's like thirty seven dollars, and you're in a group of ten people. But you, I, 
uh, in that reading, what I'm doing is I'm connecting with your spirit guide and just trying to help you get clarity on like one simple thing. Um, so those are really helpful for, I feel like, you know, cause, cause a good reading, you know, like a reading with me could, could be, it can get expensive. Right. So in order to give people like the opportunity, we do the group readings and then the, my like apprentices that are like, just like I do readings with them and they blow me away. I'm kind of like a, like a reading snob. <laughs> so, um, I, because I, I just love them. So, um, I only read with these girls right now because they're, you know, they just follow the method and it's like perfection. So, um, those I definitely recommend, or if you just want to do a group reading, like those are very helpful. So give me a question. Okay. Um, I mean, the only thing that's top of mind right now is in regards to my book that I'm about to self-publish. Um, and yeah, I guess like, how's that going to go? Where is it going to go? Have you, have you written it? And what, yes, what it I've written it. Um, you asked what it's about. Mm -hmm. Um, it's about my experience with anxiety and using that story to shed light on the anxiety that we're all feeling, um, with social media and online marketing and coming up with ways to have healthier relationships with it. And it's written, it's been written for a while. I'm locking myself in this closet today actually to finish editing it um to send to the editor and yeah and I just I in the past like month decided to self-publish it after like trying other ways for the past couple of years so that's like it was something I had a lot of resistance against and now I'm doing it because I, it, I felt like I should so yeah I'm sending it to the editor tomorrow and that's like the first official step that it's going to happen. But I just would like, yeah, just what's going on after that, I guess. Yeah. So just to kind of explain to people like how I'm doing this, like basically yeah. I, when she's talking, like I jump out like of my, like my soul, there's a part of me that like jumps out and then I start to like read, do a different, do whatever I need to do. Like either I'm going to like connect to her spirit guide, I'm going to read her energy I'm going to go into her Akashic records like I'm going to like different places to get what I need to grab I can obviously do it like really fast now because I'm doing it all day um typically you would you know close your eyes you meditate and you receive it a little bit more but at this point it's like just a very strong muscle for me because I've yeah. practiced it for so long so um so just explain that so um funny Lord. so it looks like that um a few things there's a little bit of this um one of the things I guess that you're like realizing is that there was like all this like emphasis on like writing the book and finishing the book and your guides are kind of like saying that like don't get too comfortable because there's like all this work after you finish the book like um there's definitely a strength that came from writing the book but you're gonna you're gonna be required a lot more strength I guess after the book in order to do like what you need to do to get the word out so the book definitely seems like an initiation for you. Like it was kind of this thing, it's going to be this thing that uh, kind of almost like parenting, like it's kind of like you have this child and it matures you so much in such a short amount of time. Um, and it seems like that, that's like, what's going to, you know, that's what you're going to learn from this process or that you're already learning when um, there's definitely like a grassroots kind of book club, um, promotion like uh, marketing to this like it's um it seems like one of the things um I almost see you kind of um uh not journaling but uh like recording the process of like 
spreading this word without like without doing some of like the social media stuff. So it's like you kind of almost have to go like this anti social media route of like getting the word out about the book. And that itself is going to be like, I don't know, it might even be like a second book. It seems like Mm -hmm. there's just something about this process that you're going to like record Mm -hmm. um, that like brings you to this like next stage. So that seems um, really interesting. Um, I also see you using, I see you kind of stumbling upon like the everyday influencer, like almost like um, that you're not using people that are well known, but you're just people like almost like moms that have like a group of friends or friend like that friends who gathers like her 10 friends together. And that's going to be like how you, you get this out. Um, what do you do for a living? Um, well, this, I podcast and I write. And I'm okay. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. Um, he. So it also just seems like this is kind of the beginning of like a, like a program for you, kind of like a way you like group coach or or like it seems like you're gonna come across some sort of like, like a journal system or like a like a something system from this process. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you are gonna do some kind of like you know knocking on people's doors to like get the the word out. Um, it's definitely, you're definitely like um, on the right path. It's your, it's your life's work. Um, it's just that you're always going to kind of do it in a, um, I don't know, like almost like, you know, in a way that's not as public that, but that feels like very safe for you. And it also just still impacts a lot of people. <laughs> so um, it's like a super interesting process. Sorry, you're laughing. <laughs> I, my face hurts from smiling like the whole time you're talking. That was so on point. That was so, that's all the downloads I've been getting. So it's good okay. to get them affirmed. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah. that's the whole feeling. I've been talking about that a lot lately, how like a lot of resistance from the beginning was like, I need to have 10,000 people and I need a bigger platform. And my whole thing is about like not using social media for that reason. Yeah. It was also, you know, conflicting. And then I got to this point recently where I'm like, I sat with myself and I'm, I'm the type of person who would much rather be like on the couch with a few friends getting to know them than at like the big high school party where everyone's there and no one's talking to each other. And that's how I'm seeing my social media. Like I have a smaller group of tight knit engaged people and Mm -hmm. I'm serving them and I'm just going to keep doing that and know that that's, and I just keep hearing like, that's what you're supposed to do. Like that's the work. Yeah. And, and just like knocking on doors, it feels like to me too. It's like, yeah. hi, like you have a book club of 10 people or like you have a mom group or whatever. Like that just seems like, and it just seems like you're, you're very much invited in. Mm. Like there's just something about the way you like relate to people. So that's mm. going to be your path. And, but it seems like it took you a little bit of time to get on your path. So mm-hmm. now you get to like reap the benefits of doing all that work. Mm. Man, thank you so much for that. I know how valuable that was. I want to like no. go give you a hug. Oh my gosh, thank you pleasure. so much. Yeah, and this whole co- just getting to talk to you is just so reigniting my curiosities and my passions. I was thinking the other day, like I'm someone who talks so much about you know the value of like your men- like your mental health and like your rituals and like all these things, and I just haven't been doing those things. I've just been you know, my tarot deck sits over there, my journal sits over there, my altars, like everything's just around and I'm not utilizing them. And this is just reigniting my motivation to get back into that world and get 
you know, more grounded into it. Cause I feel like that's, what's going to keep me rooted as I go this next yeah. phase. Cause as you, so as you do like your, your purpose and you like start to walk your path, um, we can get really caught up in the human stuff, the followings, the, you know, whatever it is, like, you know, your job, you know, your, your the relationship, whatever. But I have always found that, um, and that's why, like, I'm so grateful I do this work because it keeps me accountable. Because mm. before I was doing this work, like you, I would get super into it for a week and then go 10 months without doing anything. Yeah. So this work actually, like, forces me to do this work. And that connection to your higher self is what helps, like, this helps you get through this human life. Like, we have to have a higher perspective. And the thing is that when Christianity or, you know, or certain religions don't resonate with us, then we, like, are this, like, little lost thing. So we have to find, like, our own connection and our own understanding and then the rituals. So I used to think that, like, that was just, you know, before when I would kind of go in and out of spirituality, I was like, well, that's just me. Like, I, you know, can never stick to anything. Like, I'm not disciplined. Like, all these kind of stories. And funny enough is that um, I used to run my husband's business for him at some point, and he, uh, we hired this girl, this assistant, and she was just getting into spirituality. And I had already, you know, been practicing for a long time. And having her with me every day actually helped me stick to my practice. Mm. And that is what we have found to be true in all the, the, all the soul um, classes that we have, because we have three levels. We have soul seeker, soul leader, and soul teacher. And the trick is to be able to practice with other people because most of us exist in a world where, you know, you have your good girlfriends, you maybe have your 10 good girlfriends and, you know, most of them are probably not into this stuff, you know, and that there's nothing wrong with them um, or us, but then, but without having like that group of people that we can practice with and talk about with and all that kind of stuff is very easy to like throw away our practice. Mm. So, um, we have found that like through the soul programs that that's like the magic being able to like come together and practice something and talk about it and then go back to my job as an attorney or go back to my, you know, job of being a mother um, or, you know, back to my job of dating, like whatever it may be that's going on in my life. So that's not unique to you. It's really like when you find community, you'll be able to, that's why like church exists every Sunday. It's the accountability. Right. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited that this opened up for you. I am excited to like bring you into the soul seeker <laughs> life, which I will bring you into it. Um, and you'll, you'll, you know, like for all of us, like that's the, you know, I think at first it starts off as a private practice, but at some point to keep it up as a lifestyle, which to me is just invaluable. Like I would be a crazy person if I didn't remember my purpose, you know, if I didn't remember like my spiritual um, meaning into this life. Um, if I, you know, then I would just be nuts. So. Yeah. Oh, that, that was so wonderful. Thank you so much. And yeah, you're definitely, I'm going to be like combing through your website now, figuring out where to start. So that's, and I'm going to be putting all the links to every different way to connect with you down in the show notes so people can continue learning from you after this, but thank Thank you. you so much. I'm so grateful I got to sit down with you ever since I saw you at that um, event, I guess like almost a year ago now. 
I've just yeah, been like following see people and go to events. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was amazing. I, I, mean, I, was, I didn't know who you were like before that event. Like I just knew Lindsay and Krista and they were coming to Miami. So I was like, cool, I'll, I'll yeah. show up. And it was oh, such a pleasant surprise. It was amazing. Yeah. It was such a great night. So yeah, getting to know you now even more is better. With me. Yeah, no, thanks for having me and talking with me. It's always fun. So. All righty. Well, thank you again. And we'll stay connected and have a good rest of your Saturday. Enjoy. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thanks, lady. Thank you. Bye. All right, perfect people. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. If you want to continue the conversation, you can find us on Instagram at perfect podcast. That's P-E-R-F-C-K-E-D podcast. And if you're into the show as much as I am and know other people who should be doing this thing with us, Pixar didn't happen. Make sure to screenshot this episode inside your podcast app and share it on Instagram, making sure to tag us. And if you want to take it a step further and make this relationship Facebook official, you can join our private Perfect People Facebook group where we hang out with strangers on the internet. You down? Cool. Hit subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, and tune in next week for another conversation with a real person talking about real life in real time. Same time next week? Cool. See you then. Later.